Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Hey, hey, what's happening out there? How's it going? Podcast community. Well, we are here, and boy, howdy. Do we have something for you? We have something. Yeah. No, Grant doesn't know, though. No, I don't. I, Grant I, doesn't know anything. I don't. I was I was informed that um, a script is provided, and that uh, I, I am to sit back and just uh, take it in. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like a fucking, You don't know, like, like what? Like a fat guy sucking down butter through a straw. That That's what I'm here to do today. It does sound nice. But, this is, um, we are cult starting tonight. Um, it's not the name We're of it. We're starting a cult, this random Jake. Mitch isn't here, he's hiking in a mountain or something. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck I don't know why. I don't know where he the is. most nonchalant answer i've ever received is like hey man what are you, are you coming over he's like yeah i come over later um i'm hiking right now i was like what it's, it's like, like right. 6 p.m but he's texting so he's not too far out there i suppose yeah yeah that's a fair point he's, he's in knows? the he's in the ether somewhere right now but he's out there he's in our uh metaphorical prayers you know yeah that's your bag he's yeah. uh I'm hoping he's not being abducted by the Pope of Bow Wow at this very moment. It could be happening for him. I don't know. But we do have a brand new spanking episode. It is, today is August, or Friday, August 19th. <laughs> I almost said August Friday 19th. That wouldn't have made any fucking sense. Are you still drunk a little bit? Not really, but I, I will not lie to you. My head is... Swimming? You're swimming up there? There's something going on in my brain right now that just isn't, like, correct. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. It's not a bad thing, per se. It's just, it is. That's just what's going on, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm here. I'm here for the ride. I'm ready. All right. Well, all right. So, yeah, this is a little fun, little fun surprise for you. And the audience. Well, not really. They clicked on it. They know what it's called. But That is fair. I'm completely... I, I really am in the dark. I have no idea where this is heading. Um, I'm not even sure... I don't even know what realm this is going into. So that, I'm ready. I'm excited to see where this is going to unfold for the evening. All right. All right. Okay. It's a little educational, a little, little historical thing. 
Ooh. A little way back in the day. Uh, have you ever heard of the uh, the Sultana? The the Sultana. Well, it's like Sultan, but it's uh, Anna, Sultana. No, I've seen the movie Dude, Where's My Car? And they say Zoltan or Zoltan. Zoltan. Like Zoltan, Zoltan. You know, but that's all I know. Sultan. Nah. The Sultana. The Sultana. Well, it exploded. What? Yeah, all right. The Sultana that, explosion. That's what we're covering today. All right. So, <laughs> is that something that should have happened? No, or is that something no, that's no. Bad? Quite the opposite. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't think they wanted uh, that to happen. The Sultana. It was a side wheel steamboat back in 1865, and oh. it's remembered to this day to have been the subject of the worst maritime disaster in the United States history to date. Holy shit! Right. All right. <laughs> so, Steamboat Willie is little, having the worst night of his fucking existence. It's true. Tonight. It's true. It's a little fun, little historical thing for you. All right, all right. I'm. You got me in. You you hooked me. Oh, go here. I'm ready. So, I'll do whatever you ask. I'll take my clothes <laughs> off. I don't care. You're already nude. No, I'm ready. All right. Well, this, so this this disaster is widely untalked about. However, you know, uh, due to the, it occurring within days of Abraham Lincoln's assassin, John Wilkes Booth. Who's that guy? He, he killed some guy, I don't know. But he was captured and killed, all right? That happened within days of this explosion. Yeah. So it was kind of overshadowed a little bit. All right, all right. Um, that paired with the fact that the president of the fucking United States was murdered and the U.S. was freshly out of a four-year-long bloodbath that was the Civil War. So I think we had a lot of irons in the fire at the time, so we didn't really care. It was, we were just kind of callous to this kind of thing at the, at the time. Yeah, we were we were slightly occupied. You know, it was enough to overshadow it to some degree. There were things uh, unfolding in the ether that just were not steamboat problems. Yeah, you never want things to unfold in the ether. No, you don't. You don't. It's, it's okay, just though. ether. Just let it be. Uh, well, so I, I'm here to tell you about it. All right, so the story begins... In the spring of 1865, Robert E. Lee was fresh off that surrender, and uh, and the remnants of the brutality of war were uh, in the process of being rectified. All right, all you right. Uh, Though rectified is probably a term like to use loosely. You know, a lot of dead people. Yeah, you no, know, I get that. It's the Civil War. You don't really rectify the Civil War. It's more just like, well, you know. So here, right, we'll just we'll stop. We're going to you know, move on and try something a little bit different. We'll quit it, you know. See what happens. Yeah. Anyway, there there, uh, there were a lot of prisoners of war, right? especially in the South. The South took a lot of prisoners. Uh, most notorious for high mortality rates and overpopulation was the infamous Camp Sumter. Ooh. All right? That was in Georgia. Sumter. <laughs> it's not really something to... To chant like a cheerleader. It's just like, Sumter! 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 Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people died there. <laughs> there were over uh, uh, 12,000 POWs in this camp. That's brutal. It had like almost no food or shelter or medical care and all that stuff. Uh, the surrender of the South meant the release of these unfortunate men were captured, right? Okay. Uh, but this process Slight was... positive. Yeah, a little, little, little bit, but it was going to be slow. All right? It was not going to be a quick thing. It was going to be grueling, and as we'll see, extremely difficult for a number of reasons, all right? How many numbers? But <laughs> How many a number of 12,000, maybe just uh, one for every dude, you know? All right, all right. And that's just in one camp. 
on top of the insane amount of prisoners in Camp Sumter, there was an, also a smaller, yet no more pleasant POW camp called Cahaba. Cahaba. Which kind of sounds tropical, you know? It does a little bit. Cahaba. Like some, some type of remote Hawaiian island. Reminds of me of, of like sorts. Carabas, which I associate with tiki drinks. I don't even know if that's right. I've never been to Carabas. Pretty sure they're an Italian place, dude. You know what? It sounds like it's not from here, and it should be enjoyable. That's that's all I think. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I've honestly never heard a good thing about that restaurant. I don't think I have. But Cahaba, it was it was in Alabama, and it was a prison camp. So it's not as fun. So as I a assume, Carabas. yeah, I assume Carabas at least is trying to be better. I'm going to assume Cahaba. that at Cahaba you could not get a an order of chicken parmesan. I would no. I don't. I don't know if there were even tomatoes here at, at that time. Okay, so yeah, it's not you know, the same. So yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. When did the tomato come over? Uh, 2008. <laughs> Believe it or not. No it, shit. <laughs> it didn't exist until uh, you know only about fucking 14 years ago. Wow. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's hard to believe. <laughs> Before then, we were just using potatoes and we're dyeing them red. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's... That's uh, why they sound so similar, yeah, you know. It's a real grand conspiracy. The tomato is a really recent development in American history. Wow. And yes, Americans <laughs> are taking credit for the discovery of the tomato. We invented pizza. Yeah, we did. We invented everything. Yeah, Italy doesn't exist. <laughs> so Cahaba, all right, that was in Alabama. It, it was closer to the Mississippi River than, uh, uh, you know, the other one. What's it called? Carabas. Sumter, there we go. All right, so that was in Georgia, the Cahabas in Alabama. And they had a bunch of prisoners they were also to be released to return to their families. All right, there were literally thousands of POWs all released at the same time. That sounds chaotic. <laughs> yeah, and it was the responsibility of the government to figure out how the fuck they're going to get them all back home, you know? All right, all right. All right, so lots of folks need transporting. All right, it's uh, it's way back in the day. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, uh, what, what do you think they're going to use to to try to do this? Uh, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm surprised that they even gave a shit at all. Um, but if it's, it's kind of nice in that sense, because it's like, who it the is. fuck would care back then? If it's not a train, it's a boat, because that's all we fucking had. Yeah, the thing that exploded. Steamboats, of course. You know, there's like no other way. <laughs> There's, there's no other way to do it. Uh, so, best option at the time, you know, it's, this story's old as hell. Uh, let's get into the Sultana itself for a second, all right? All right, I'm in. The Sultana, it was a side-wheeled steamboat constructed in Ohio uh, two years previous to all of this in 1863. All right, so that was the birth of the Sultana in Ohio. All right. Being a side wheeler meant that rather than having one paddle wheeler, uh, you know, in the back of the vessel, there were two on either side, allowing the boat, uh, you know, more maneuverability. Okay, okay, okay. But more simply, it's like the boat could change directions without moving forward. It could just, like, spin. That's, that's a nice you know, luxury. Pretty sweet. Apparently, some of them had clutches. Ooh. Insane. I don't even know how they did that. It's like driving a fucking stick. It's exactly like a stick. All right, moving forward. It was uh, it was forty two feet across, uh, forty two feet across, two hundred sixty feet long. It weighed one thousand seven hundred nineteen tons. 
Holy <laughs> shit. So heavy, dude. Can we talk about how that might be the closest thing in reality I've ever heard weighing roughly a good 25% of a million pounds? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a heavy boat, I'll say that. I've never heard of anything weighing that much money that wasn't a stationary fucking Weighing building. that much money? <laughs> So what I said? Oh, yes. What the? You are still drunk, dude. Weighing that much. You know, I'm happy to be telling you this story. Which is, this, is, this is awesome. We got a damn near million pound fucking boat. Yeah. All right. No, it's a lot of money in Europe. That is. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 42 uh. feet across, 260 feet long. It weighed 1,719 tons. <laughs> uh, it had four decks, a crew of 85. And a supposed capacity for 376 passengers. That's it. With that That's size, all. It's like, ah, I can put That's it. Cool 300. This was an enormous fucking boat at the time. <laughs> at the and, time? Uh, Shit. Yeah. Still seems like a giant fucking oh, boat. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's big. Uh, and uh, it saw a lot of usage during this time because of its size. You know, they're just like, hey, big guy, come on over here. Uh, so we'll discuss... Uh, that a little bit, but uh, they used it in war as well. Ooh, it'll transport. And this is their kind of final thing, you know, using it for war. So after the war ended, and Mr. Lincoln got a little bit of lead uh, stuck behind his eye. Just a little just bit. Just a tad bit. Negotiations, they were reached, and POWs were being positioned to return home. Okay. Pretty sweet. Prisoners from both Camp Sumter and Cahaba were being packed into trains and transported to Camp Fisk in Mississippi along the Mississippi River. All right, they got somewhere to go. All right, so they, they got, got some trains. They're packing them in there like sardines. Um, uh, all right, so the day that Lincoln's, uh, the day of Lincoln's assassination, which was April fifteenth of eighteen sixty-five, the news made its way to the Sultana's captain. James Case Mason, who uh, he was docked in Cairo, Illinois at the time. Right? <gasps> okay. And with telegram communications to the south having been cut off far before this, Mason took it upon himself to spread the word all along the Mississippi River. Ooh. So he was just going down there in a steamboat. He saw people on the shore. He's like, hey, he's dead. He's, he's dead. This guy's fucking dead. Yeah. So he was doing that. He was spreading the word. He was he was going all down south. He went. He made it all the way to New Orleans. Right. So okay. he went all the way down from Cairo. That's a journey right there. Yeah. Uh, by this time, the returning home of Union soldiers had begun, and the Sultana was making its way back north uh, with roughly two hundred individuals, including passengers and crew. Not crazy. Not even. Not even all the way at capacity. You know. Okay. All right. Now, uh, the Union and the Confederacy had originally agreed to a one-to-one prisoner exchange. Uh-huh. You know, it seems reasonable, right? You know, it's like one dude. It's like, all right, we'll give you one dude. It just evens out. But That's fair. I like that. But, but, Grant. But Camp Fisk, it was overwhelmed. All right? So heavily at this time. You know, it's so many fucking people. It was clear that there were far more prisoners that had been taken by the South than the North. Okay. Which I don't know if that makes the South more cruel or the North. Because it's like the North took no prisoners. Or maybe they just weren't doing well at war. Maybe they weren't good at war. Yeah, maybe they just didn't know the right tactics. I mean, they won. 
You know, but at the end of the day, you know, who was the more intense? That's a good question. I have no idea. But, I mean, this, in the you know prison camps, they're not being treated well. I mean, no, it's not summer camp. It's fucking prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get to go canoeing. Never been to summer camp. I don't know. It might be like uh, Sumter. I don't think you make s'mores <laughs> and, you know, tell cool stories and sing songs. I think it's a lot of, uh, here's some moldy bread and fucking maybe I'll kill you. That's about no, it. No, that makes sense. That does make sense. All right, so uh, it can't fisk. It was getting a bit, a little bit out of hand, a little nuts. All right, uh, the original, uh, you know, orderly plan was to was returning folks home. You know, it it seemingly uh, kind of overnight just instantly turned into insanity with a tinge of uh, cruelty. Damn. Right. So this this first boat commission to arrive was called the Henry Ames. Henry Ames. Henry Ames the boat. The Amer. Yeah, roughly uh, 800 individuals were set to be transported by the vessel. But you know what? It was late. It was just delayed. It wasn't there on time. And because of this delay, hundreds more uh, POWs were waiting to be taken home. Right? So everybody's getting fucked up. Yeah, by everyone's this, getting super angry. This ass-backward schedule is ruining everybody's day. I know. Weeks, maybe? I don't know. Weeks, months, Maybe even hours, you know, who knows? But <laughs> maybe even hours. So by this, t- by the time it finally did arrive, more than thirteen hundred POWs were uh, were loaded onto the vessel. Well, that's that's a lot. That's more. well above capacity. That's five hundred more. Uh, thankfully, this this seemed to be nothing that the boat couldn't handle, you know. So so it set off. It was on its merry way. The next boat to arrive for transportation was the Olive Branch. Oh, hello. A little extended, uh, you know, extend the olive branch. Uh, you know, it's kind of poetic with the end of war. I don't know. Popeye's wife plus a stick. There you go. <clears throat> All right, so this boat, uh, it was much smaller. And so reportedly set sail with six to 700 individuals, which is still like a, a fuck ton of people. Uh, uh yeah. So, <laughs> so two boats out, you know, uh, packed with freed prisoners. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. All right, so celebration, you know, partying, free margs, uh, you know, music blasting. No, okay, none of that. No good times. Actually, most of these prisoners could barely fucking walk. Oh, <laughs> that's just sad. They were just abused and malnourished, and they, they simply just found a spot on deck, and they laid there waiting for the boats to reach the destination. <laughs> that sounds so sad. Which more than likely wasn't, like, their homes. It was just the stop closest to their homes. They still had so much yeah, <laughs> traveling like, well, to do. Sorry, buddy. You still got a nine-hour fucking travel. Yeah, life without a car must have fucking sucked. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's nine hours, but with a horse, that's more like eight days. So <laughs> It's going to be a while, all right? You're, you're not going to get home. Let's you're, just say that. You're just not going to go home. Yeah. No, we'll you, might as well, you might as well start a new life. You're going to die. So uh, this also meant that the men who were yet to be picked up were uh, were in the same physical and mental state, right? So, uh, you know, they're just, they're just hanging out by the docks being aggressive. And they're just like, I need to get... On the boat. And, and it just didn't happen sometimes. Yeah, fair enough. So, by the time the Sultana arrived at the dock to pick up its passengers at 6 p.m. April 22nd, uh, the docks were complete chaos, right? And to add insult to injury, the U.S. government had begun offering vessels uh, certain amounts of money for prisoners' transport. 
per man. Like it was <laughs> so five dollars per soldier and ten dollars per officer. So roughly today, ninety dollars and eighty eight cents or a hundred and eighty one dollars and seventy six cents per dude. Good fucking lord. So <laughs> this is a you know, as is a trend in history, uh caused some greedy motherfuckers to take advantage. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can imagine. The men in charge of the man in charge of Camp Fisk, uh Colonel Reuben Hatch. Reuben Reuben Ruby boy. He uh he had a history of corruption, but uh he had some uh pretty high up friends. So he just still had his job. Okay. He, re- he remained in his occupation. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, know, he's, he's just like piece of shit. He's like, yeah, my friend will hear about this. He's that guy. Yeah, we all know that guy. Yeah, yeah. On top of this, the captain of uh, a, or the captain and part owner of the Sultana, James Case Mason, like we said, he was uh, spreading the word all the way down to New Orleans. He also had a reputation kind of steeped in corruption. Not uh, a great start. <laughs> he uh, he had already had a vessel confiscated from him for hauling contraband during the war effort. <laughs> They're just oh. like, we're taking your boat. <laughs> you yeah, can't, you bro. can't have this boat anymore. Like, nah, you don't need it. You're not going to need it where yeah. you're going. A little recipe for disaster, you know? Okay. All right, so what else we got here? So, so on top of all this... Uh, on its way to Camp Fisk, the Sultana, uh, it developed a large crack in one of its boil- boilers, you know, one of the four boilers. Oh. And the engineer on board, he was, uh, he, he lowered the pressure, you know, to make the vessel operational, but this, like, greatly decreased the boat's capacity for speed. Not good. You want to be in and out, you know, you want to get out of there. Yeah, especially at this time, you know? Yeah, it, time this, this is was a time of speed when you could manage it. You didn't really have time to take the scenic route, you know? Exactly. Uh, so when the Sultana finally made it to uh, to Camp Fisk, it was recommended to the captain that the whole boiler just be replaced. But this would have taken days. All oh, right, no. it, it would have taken way too long. And letting this monetary dick do the thinking... Uh, Captain Mason just settled for a shoddy patchwork job on the boiler uh, because time is money, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess in this instance, he's and, right. So, in the places I was like reading and watching uh, for this information, they were just like, yeah, uh, an engineer like told them they needed to replace it, but uh, the engineer on board and the captain, they uh, convinced, and they like kept doing like quotes and like air qu- and like winking at you convinced him to do a shoddy patch job and let them go. So I feel like they were just like, we're going to fucking kill you if you don't let us take these thousands of men. You're like, I don't give a fuck if you don't survive, dude. Fuck it. Who cares? We're going. Yeah. So, uh, you know, time is money, whatever. Okay, let's let's get these motherfuckers on here. Once the Sultana uh, had docked, Captain Mason was quoted in saying that his boat should be loaded with, quote, as many as the boat can carry as soon as possible. Okay. This is what we're saying, dudes. Just go, go, go. He's got a good method. Yeah. So, uh, as was before, the boat's capacity, uh, as I said before, the boat's capacity was about 376 passengers, not including the crew, so it's like a little bit more than that. Um, and for times like these, you know, where soldiers were being transported, it wasn't, like, uncommon for the number to, like, you know, tack on a couple extra hundred or so. 
But uh, due to the greed of those involved, as well as the uh, understandable willingness to do anything to get home on the part of the POWs, almost 2,300 people were put on the Sultana. <laughs> that is an incredible number. And so not almost 2,000 more people than it's supposed to carry were on this thing. I mean, that's just impressive. As fuck. Honestly, where do you stand? Where do you sit? I don't think you you do. You just are. You're present. It's like those trains in India where people are just hanging off the side of it, and there's like 70 people just like on the outside of a train car. Yeah, no one seems to fucking have an issue. Everyone's fine. They're so happy. They're just like, we're gone. Dude, OSHA would have a field day out there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there's no OSHA out there. Come on. All right. Uh, the waters in the Mississippi River, they were they were becoming turbulent. What with the spring being present, and so a lot of the snow, uh, a lot of snow melting and feeding into the uh, already unpredictable river at this time, it was it was not it was not going to be good. All okay. Right? All right. A lot of extra stuff. A lot of you you don't know the terrain. You know, no. we're not going under there. We're just like there's uh, it's shallow here. You know, no one knows. Unpredictable river. The boat was uh, it was more than at, it was at more than six times its capacity. And there was standing room only on the entire vessel. So no one could sit down. That was my mistake. No one could sit down. Oh, that's a great uh, that's a great way to start that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, POWs could barely walk. Uh, the boat docked in Helena, Arkansas at 1 a.m. on April 25th uh, to offload some cargo. Okay. You know, to hopefully remedy and or alleviate uh, some of the mechanical problems the boat was already experiencing. This is where the final photograph of the vessel was taken. And I'll, I'll be sure to post it on the Instagram. So last uh, last photos taken there. No, uh, now, the Mississippi River at this time is extremely treacherous terrain. That It, it took weeks to navigate it, even with ideal conditions. Uh, one can assume this did not bode well for you know the Sultana. The boat uh, was another stop. Uh, wait, the boat made another stop. Uh, the next night, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee, to offload even more cargo. And then the boat then set off again uh, around midnight. And they were roughly seven miles from Memphis at two in the morning. And that's when it happens. Oh, That's right. when it happens, Grant. I'm in. I'm ready to see what fucking goes down with this boat. Okay, all right. Boats are cool, but they're not my favorite. All right, so remember, you remember how heavy this thing was? Yeah, fucking... Damn near a million fucking pounds, like yeah. two hundred tons. Yeah, like <laughs> two hundred tons is what you think. It was one thousand seven hundred nineteen tons. Good lord, I don't know where the fuck my brain was. <laughs> all right, uh, an explosion occurred. All right, in the boiler room, three of the four boilers exploded. Which, when I read that, I was like, wait a minute, there was a crack in one of them. Could yeah. it be that that's the only one that didn't explode? I was like, what are the odds that all three go up at once and not all four? Yeah, it's I, a, I assume it might be a domino effect, but it's like, hmm. It just ended I wonder. at four. It was like, nah, dude, was, I'm staying. Yeah, dude, three of the four boilers exploded. It ripped through all four decks up through the pilot house of the vessel, which removed all means of controlling the boat. Okay. So at this time... As hundreds were immediately killed, just vaporized. Just a second <laughs> like, of, no more. Just immediately, hundreds of people dead. The boat began, uh, you know, sinking at the same time. 
and uh, it was it was being taken by the unwieldy currents of the river. Okay. All right. So he, here are some quotes taken from some survivors of the day. Oh, right. I, I don't even know what I'm, I'm okay. getting into here. <laughs> All was confusion. Men were jumping into the river by the hundreds. I saw at least 20 drowned at once. As fast as one would feel uh, he was drowning, he would clutch the nearest person, and I believe many a bold swimmer was drowned that night who could have saved himself if alone. So a lot of people are just drowning each other on accident. That's fucking cold, man. Shit. Yeah. That is deep. Yeah, uh, this one's uh, nuts because it takes into account some of the livestock on board. There were also some animals. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, you gotta have animals back in the day. The mule would get <laughs> the mule would get its front feet on the raft, and the man would knock it off with a club. <laughs> the mule's like, save me! He's like, oh, fuck you, dude! You're an animal. It would come again for several times. The mule almost capsizes the craft. I don't think I ever saw a more earnest fight. <laughs> That's kind of funny. The mule finally gave up or was killed. Can you picture? That's the, the end of the quote. <laughs> can you picture the movie The Titanic where instead of Jack like holding on to the edge of that door, there's a fucking mule just like <laughs> scrapping and help kicking. Me. You gotta help me. Rose. <laughs> you know, like, Sir, you gotta get up. It's like, no, you let me out of this fucking door. I gotta get out of here. You're being a stubborn ass. Oh, oh. good. Good. Uh, all right, we got one more. All right, and, and lastly, here's a quote. Hundreds of my comrades were fastened. Comrades. <laughs> Hundreds of my comrades were fastened. Uh, heard down. Heard down. Held down. Fuck. Held down by the timbers of decks and had to burn. So they they were just they were just under burning rubble. They were just not having a good day. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. And here's some beautiful description. While the water seemed to be one solid mass of human beings struggling with the waves. Sort of crazy. Oh, it's kind of dark. I love it. The light and the screams of this time cannot be described. The screams. The light and the screams of this time cannot be described. Wow. That's good. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> All right. So uh, there, there were little to no safety measures that uh, that remained, of, you know, of the ship. Uh, wait. There were little to no safety measure that remained... I don't know what I was thinking when I was writing this shit. The ship fucking exploded, all right? All right. Nothing was there. The boat had, uh, had little life preservers, you know, to begin with, and the, uh, the the small boats reserved for safety were largely burnt in the initial explosion. So some true heroes of the night, uh, while the boat still, you know, stayed afloat during the initial moments of the aftermath, okay. threw mattresses and flotation devices overboard, you know, like chairs, maybe doors, much like Rose uh, was on there. And, uh, you know, they, the, the folks then submerged in the frigid, you know, spring waters, you know, they could grab onto something. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Another steamboat actually passed by the wreckage at this time called the General Boynton. <laughs> Boynton, Boynton, uh, but did not stop due to its uh, over encumbered population. Ooh. Right? So it instead chose to continue to Memphis to sound the alarm of the wreckage. 
Okay. So it's like, we'll, we'll let everyone know. We'll tell people. We'll <laughs> Just tell as the they're others. going by. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'll let everybody know what happened. Yeah. Regardless of this, uh, the, the of the 2,300 individuals on board, 1,169 individuals perished in this disaster. Oh. The biggest maritime disaster in the U.S. history. Uh, this was enormous. All right? This was, like, fucking huge. So, so many fucking people died. All right? And, and guess what happened? Multiple individuals from the South, they tried to claim this disaster was their doing. People were like, that was me. We started It was this me fire. that done it. <laughs> Many Confederate citizens who were uh, displeased with the results of the war, you know, as you can imagine, uh, attempted to claim credit for the unfortunate event. It was clear, however, that all of their stories were just false due to the unimaginative and inconsistent nature of the claims. All right? Okay. It was just like a horrible accident and a tragedy. Um, the real culprit turned out to be... Um, how new and underdeveloped the idea of steam power transportation was at the time. Okay. You know, though this uh, this particular boiler system in uh, the Sultana, it was it was power. It, wait, it was the most up to date version, you know, of, of steam power available. Okay. Uh, steam power engines they were at this time they were generally just understood to be extremely risky. You know, most steamboats like manufacturers. They downright expected explosions rather frequently. It's like the <laughs> so, worst news. So he's just like, yeah, you get on a steamboat, be careful, I, I guess. Can you imagine? Could explode, that happens pretty regularly, like they just know that. Can you imagine if you bought like, like an iPhone, and the example was just, you know what? It might blow up and kill you, but it's a decent product. You should just get it anyway. Just trust me, it's Is worth it. <laughs> Here's another uh, thought process that I feel like is a product of the time. Um, some people, like, they, you know, they knew. The, the manufacturers just knew that they would explode sometimes, like, rather frequently. And uh, many, attributed the, many attributed these mishaps and deaths resulting from them uh, to be the will of God. Okay. There's, like, God didn't want that boat out there. You should have known. <laughs> You're dead now. Um Jesus Christ, you know, I mean, it's, uh, well, well, a specific steam engine on board the Sultana, uh, it, it was new, you know, it had not been tested in rough water conditions, probably would have wanted to do that, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, quickly became known as, uh, a particularly difficult engine to clean, which was extremely <laughs> important to do, uh, you know, to, to perform well. The water being used, uh, for the steam in this particular engine was the same water that the boat was floating on and a lack of preparation for like less than ideal water conditions seemed to be the Sultana's ultimate downfall on top of, you know, like greed and refusal to get uh, on top repairs, of the fact that they fucking you know. tripled up the capacity. Yeah. No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's just the engine it just sucked. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's the boat's fault. It's not your fault. Dude. Yeah. You didn't fucking fuck that boat up more than anything in this fucking world. It's true. But apparently it was made of like a metal that was not equipped for rapid heating and cooling and that's just all it was supposed to do, so. Oh, that doesn't help either that the yeah. uh, equipment it was made out of was just not good. Yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, it just didn't work, really. <laughs> it just wasn't, it wasn't like <laughs> Oh, it was broken. It was just broken. It's, I, I mean, so, 
I get both sides of it, right? Like, I understand how... I understand the need for delivering all of those POWs at once, right? Like, it's kind of hard to, you know, end a war and have a bunch of people that have been suffering and be like, hey guys, I need you to do me a favor. Just wait a few more days in the middle of nowhere and just uh, maybe don't die and we'll come get you again. Um, So I get the idea of it being overstuffed, but it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's like, it's a lot of folks. Folks like, there on the Sultan. There wasn't a single guy on that boat that was like, you know what? Um, we're really over capacity right now. Maybe I should get off yeah, the boat. I, Maybe I, I should just, leave. He's like, like, you know what? Looking at his second in command, like, I got to be honest with you. Um, I know that's just like an arbitrary number that we put up there to be safe, but uh, we're really cutting it close here. This is not positive. And everybody else in that boat, it makes sense. I would, you know, if if you put yourself in those shoes, I wouldn't be afraid to get on that boat. It's like, well, I'm either going to be a POW or I might die on a steamboat. You know. Either way, yeah. Either way, my my, it's. Uh, if I'm going to die. I may as well die trying to get home. You yeah, know. This boat is going to be a way fucking better option than anything out there. Um, so that was the worst. Uh... The worst uh, maritime disaster in U.S. history to date. That is good. What was the final body count again, or at least the rough estimate of it? Let's get the computer back out. I think it was 1,169. I'm going to guess that. Let's see. That, uh, even if that's 1,169. Sweet. I remember shit. Come that, on. First off, that was just impressive that you just knew that number. Second This off, is all I was doing last night. That is... <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but that is an insane amount of casualties. Um, holy shit! It's a lot, dude. There were uh, there were a lot of folks. Not anymore. I can't not really. Anymore. That's. I mean, it's hard to even find something to relate that to. I mean, I guess like that's a the lot. USS Indianapolis, maybe. But that even that, that was just though, something else. I mean, we were still. <laughs> I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm not positive. I don't know the number for the USS Indianapolis. We just got to look up that Jaws scene. But that was, I mean, we're talking double-digit casualties, you know? I I don't know. I mean, look, I'm looking it up. Look it up. Let's see if we can compare it. Yeah, let's see. That'll be fun. What's Comparing deaths there? on boats. USS Indian. I keep putting an eye. USS Indianapolis Sharks. <laughs> What kind of sharks were feasting on our boys? That was the Great Lake. All right, death toll. Okay, okay, wait a minute. Right, so we it? got quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of dudes that died there. <laughs> um, let me do the math here. I'm trying to do it in my head, but it's just not going to happen. He's pulling up his calculator. Um, Calculating time of the dead people. Uh, let's see, three sixteen biblical number. It was eight hundred and eighty that died. All right, okay. So less, not as much as the Sultana. Yeah, less. I mean, a, a little bit more aggressive, perhaps in certain areas. But uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, well, the that was like the Japanese uh, sprayed it with torpedoes. I can't believe I thought that was double digits. That shows you what I know of the USS Indianapolis. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. 
sort of, man. <laughs> it was I mean, sort of a big deal. It was like 880 people that died, but like, who fucking, you know, it's not it's thousands. nothing to the Sultana. It's not, it's not the Sultan, dude. The fucking Sultan of Swing. Sultana. The Sultan of Sink. Ha! Ah. That's good. Oh, you got him. You fucking zinged him, dude. I just roasted that horrible trash, dude. Yeah, they were already roasting, dude. I can't believe... I Well, I shouldn't say that, because at, at this point in American history, we were really infatuated with the idea of growing and expanding technology, things like that. Yeah, and then we just blew ourselves up. And we we certainly got a bit too mighty on that front. Um, because that was partial... I would say, I'd venture a guess and say that was about 50% of the reason these people died. Okay? Probably, yeah. It's just like, well, you're fucking... This new technology's broken. You should fix it. And they're like, no, no, no. We gotta get some money. I got an idea. Let's just keep using it. And maybe it will work. Yeah, I see what you mean with, like, getting bigger and better expanded shit. Because this happened in 1865. Yeah. And then less than 100 years later, did you see what we did to Japan? Well. Did you see that shit? Yeah, I mean... Insane, like we 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 <laughs> turned fucking crazy. I mean, not to be insensitive to the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we turned the country of Japan into a microwave. It was just a parking lot afterward. Yeah, I mean, we essentially put that shit on defrost. Why do we do two of them? Like, you know what? what? I feel like one was way more than enough. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, here's the thing. One was a message. It was like, stop Two it. is another message to say we have more of these. Yeah, one was a message to be like, guys, let's cut it out. Two was like, you guys went a little too far. We're going to go a little bit farther, and no one's going to be happy about this. That's no, true. It's true. Um, but yeah, that is funny. This is something I've actually never heard of. Yeah, me either. Not that I actually, you know, actively study maritime disasters. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Grant. When I texted you, like, I'm going to write up a script, fun surprise for you tomorrow. And you were just like, that sounds great. Hell yeah. And I was like, yeah, nice. And then I put my phone down. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> so- <laughs> See, I'm glad to believe you had one already. So, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, like, vigorously looked. I was like interesting historical things and it was just like lists of things i was like all right this boat exploded let's do that let's do that that. point (laughs) i'm gonna i see i'll I'll take a turn you know i'll do i'll do my turn next week i'm gonna pick something completely strangely random okay and then we gotta get a list going because this week to week shit we just forget about it yeah no we just forget uh, i actually started a list i um I'm not sure you know when and where they'll fit in if they're going to be consecutive or not but just things that I know we had written down that we we didn't get into, and things that I I think would be fun to cover yeah. as well as some suggestions. I mean, I still have a list that we made a while ago, and a lot of them are ticked off. But like, I feel like the ones that we haven't touched yet are like huge. Yeah, they're you know they're almost <laughs> too <laughs> they'll, big. They'll take a little bit, but uh, but we'll keep doing it. You know, we'll, we'll, keep... well, we always do. Whenever we're gonna stop, come on. But I mean, yeah, this was uh, the this is. I, I mean, I'm introducing it like I fucking knew what I was talking about. 
This is the largest maritime disaster in the history of the United States of America. 1,169 folks. And I They're would, gone. I would venture a guess, and I would say most, if not all of you, probably weren't familiar with it. No, I had never heard of it. I was, I was learning as I was writing it. That's the way to do it, though. That's what's It fun. is. Yes. Yes. No. All right. Well, yeah, it's kind of a shorter one. <laughs> a little bit. We're a little bit on the shorter end. I was end, like, oh, I hope this is long enough. It wasn't, but, you know, but it's a fun little romp. It, I'm, I'm kind of glad this happened the way it did um, because I've been trying to organize, like, my trying to put together some weird jumbled thoughts for an episode that never were. And next week I will deliver the goods. All right. All right. Give me the goods. I will. I'm going to bring something to the table that's been. A couple of weeks, if not, you know, maybe two, three months in the in the making. Um, and I can't guarantee you you're gonna love it. I, all I can guarantee is that um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an episode. You might uh, puke in disgust uh, from hearing this, but yeah. I, I hope not. It's not. I mean, I hope not either. I I think I might know, considering just conversations we've had. If it's really been that long, even thinking about it. Yeah. But don't tell me. Don't confirm anything no, for I'm me. Not. I want to be. I want to be taken off guard. No confirmation, and and also it won't be. It, it will be a good episode. I promise. <laughs> it um, will. It won't. It'll be. <laughs> I typically. I'm just. I'm not a script type of person. I just because I have it, and then I get too focused on reading it that I can't speak. No, I mean I like you. You could probably hear it in my voice throughout this entire episode. Previous to I, when I finished the script, I'm just bad at reading. <laughs> Out no, loud. See, I'm bad at it, but I'm just like, I have to have a script. You do it well. <laughs> or else can, what do I say? You can balance the conversation as well as the, the, the reading. I'm very, I just put my nose down and I'm reading out loud. And then you'll say something and it's not intentional, but it's just completely tuned out because I'm focused on reading. Oh, yeah. So I try to, I, I, I'm more of a bullet point kind of guy. I'll, yeah. I'll have yeah. lists of what I need. And then I'll piece in what I know um, just from conversation. That's how I tried to do it like when we first started doing the podcast. And I just realized like this is not good. I can't do it. But that is essentially our episode on That's the largest the maritime disaster in the history of us. Uh, uh, well, fuck, a thousand... But 169 people. Do not fret. I know we might be a, a couple minutes short of what we are used to, but do not fret because we will always be back. And next week you get a Patreon episode as well. I'm not even worried. No, you shouldn't be. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to frighten yourself about because it's over. <laughs> it's over, dude. You don't need to be concerned. I feel like both me and you are just stumbling over our words a lot in this episode. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm still... See, I feel better, uh, but I, I'll be honest. It, part of me feels like this was six minutes, and the other part of me feels like this was like nine hours. I feel like I haven't done anything else all day. I don't I know. Don't know I, I can't even comprehend time at this point in time time's a circle but it's kind of bullshit we are certainly going to be back next week for a brand new episode 
And we thank you very much for joining us. No, it's true, just like every time. You won't get your traditional bananas today because Mitch is uh, out in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah, you're going to get an offshoot bananas. Yeah, you're going to get one of ours. Yeah, Possibly both. Maybe none. I don't know. Who Fuck knows? You. Who's going to say bananas? Not you guys. Maybe you could say it with us, though. That'd be fun. A little fun call and response, but we'll never know. Never. I'm just going to think y'all do it anyway. But... We are starting a cult. That is Grant. I am Jake. And uh, you can follow us on all the shit. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have an email. It's startacult at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. Go like and subscribe there. Uh, we got a TikTok, Wasek underscore pod. There you go. And there's a Patreon link below where you can hear us bi monthly talk about a bunch of different shit. True. That we don't put up here. True. You be don't. Uh, all right. You maybe yeah. get two or three out of the 50 we have, you know? It's true. That's about it's true, it. and that's just for weird weeks when we can't do it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, we're starting Cold Screen. I'm Jake. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <sighs> Bananas. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.